0: This episode, which is focused on our Digital Innovator of the Year winners, is sponsored by Pearson. Hello and welcome to the Education Conversation, a podcast brought to you by the Teaching Awards Trust. This podcast is all about the first-hand experiences and teaching insights of past Pearson National Teaching Award winners and leaders in education. In today's episode, we'll be catching up with two winners of the Pearson National Teaching Award for Digital Innovator of the Year, Steve Sadler from East Barnett School and Stephanie Campbell from Southeastern Regional College. They'll be discussing their top tips for embracing technology and their thoughts on how the past year has impacted edtech. So Stephanie and Steve, over to you.
1: My name is Stephanie Campbell or Steph Campbell and I am a deputy head in the Learning Academy at Southeastern Regional College in Northern Ireland.
2: Brilliant, fantastic to meet you Stephanie. So, now which which award was it that you won?
1: I won the award It's still very hard to say. I won the award for Digital Innovator of the Year from Piercing Teaching Awards. Congratulations, welcome to the club. (laughs)
2: How was was the experience, albeit uh, online and virtual? I mean, how was it for you? You know, how was it for the school and things like that?
1: Oh, it, it was an incredible experience and absolutely, of course, disappointed not to have an opportunity to go to the big awards ceremony and to celebrate with friends and family in the way that we would. I've normally done, um, but even just to see my name on the one show when it was yeah. presented, and I was here with my my young daughter, my six year old, and my husband, That's and pretty I pretty leapt cool. up. I was like, I,
2: I, I, I watched it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought I know that they're going to be really excited after. You know, it's just that experience alone. Yeah. It's fantastic. So, you you on. won
1: the award last year, Steve.
2: Yes, I did. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to uh, uh, you know be nominated and unexpectedly won. I wasn't I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, so it was a complete surprise to me um, and has done wonders for the school and, and the students as well in particular who I have to thank because obviously they're the ones that actually sneakily put the vote in for me so, and then <laughs> I think when things escalated uh, to a point obviously the school in the head needed to know but yeah fantastic experience I mean what sort of digital projects have you been working on recently within your school
1: recently it's probably similar to a lot of educators in that our main my main focus certainly for my role has been in Supporting our staff, supporting the students with yeah. working, learning, living online yeah. um, and trying to hit that balance so that it, so that you're working from home, but you're not living at work.
2: Yes, um,
1: and that's for students, I think, as well as staff. So we've been doing a huge amount of training in digital tools, but also teaching and learning strategies, uh, work-life balance strategies, how to hopefully my I'm a big advocate that technology is a tool that we can use to make our life a bit easier and our life a bit better how how Um, have
2: your your staff uh, adapted I mean going back if you take yourself back now to lockdown one uh, when, when we knew that we were going to be potentially facing a situation with remote learning uh bearing in mind you may know some of your staff might not be as potentially computer Literate as you'd like them to think, or maybe they like to think they believe they are. How did you? How did you manage to sort of cope with that and get things going? Did you have systems in place? Was it something you, you know, maybe you could have potentially prepared for in you know in the event of the school being closed down for a short period of time? Um, how, how did you go,
1: how did you manage? Well I think because we're, we're a further education college so we have a hugely wide remit in terms of curriculum areas Fantastic. so for some curriculum areas it was arguably an easier move to online learning yeah. um, but for practical subjects that was really difficult and it's still very much a learning curve I think as we go on. I think we all were sitting last year thinking Easter, We'll be back in Um, after Easter, um, our kids will be back out of our house into their schools and we'll be able to do all this no problem. Um, And unfortunately, that wasn't the case. I think in our college, we've been so, so fortunate. We've been working on a really um, good digital strategy for a number of years. So we uh, we have a team of pedagogy mentors, teaching and learning mentors in the college. And we've been working with staff for around 10 to 12 years, mm-hmm. and it's bespoke one-to-one training with a mentor where we go into their classroom, we teach their lesson, we demonstrate the technologies, and we work hand-in-hand oh, hand with them. Um, yeah. so um, how, so
2: many, we, how many people have you got maybe doing that? Are they nominated, say, ICT coordinators? <laughs> or are they chosen? Is uh, it to the vote? How, how is that sort of organised? Because in secondary one. in secondary education is very different. It's just yeah. me doing it. Um, oh my
1: goodness!
2: Yeah, it's, so you've got hundred plus members of staff teaching and and I have to balance my time with videos and 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 uh, obviously my my own lessons, etc., and training yeah. and, and the students and the parents as well. Because we've got a, a so I'm just trying to understand a bit more how it works within third year
1: education. Yeah, well, certainly within our college, we the the pedagogy mentors they um, express an interest in the role, and okay. it's a really diverse team. So we have around. Oh, I'm going to say eight, eight to nine mentors wow. at the minute. Really? Um, yeah. So that's working with, oh, again, numbers are not my, st- I'm an English li- literature lecturer and yeah. numbers just refuse to stay in my brain, but it's around four to five hundred staff, teaching staff. Um, okay. So th- that team of um, eight to nine folks, we, we've we been working as I say, long-term with staff members so uh-huh. they come from a hugely diverse teaching backgrounds they're all teaching uh-huh. lecturers yes. so we have some folks who teach science maybe foundation degree or level two science uh-huh. we've got folks who teach business studies who uh-huh. we, we do happen to have an ICT teacher and um, myself I'm from English literature and foundation Fantastic. skills and um, we've got counseling lecturer we've got a drama performing arts lecturer so it's a very so it's diverse, really diverse right across the
2: people
1: yeah absolutely and our big key is that i don't know if you've ever seen it there's an image that goes around of a unicorn and it says yeah. ed tech will not save you okay that and it's yet. the I'm idea seeing. that teaching is at the heart of it and yeah. you can use technology to help with that sure. so our pedagogy mentors are really good teachers yeah. first and then they also help with embedding the technology yeah. within it, teaching. a very clear
2: understanding about how to approach it uh from ground roots level basically yeah
1: absolutely right. and you know they're trying it with you know um I have been a mentor myself now for about nine years and very much my poor students were just my guinea pigs you know what? I would if I found a, a a cool new piece of technology I would try it out with them first and see how it goes and Girl. then so they got to, to see all this stuff first and they were yeah. quite used to me you know each week like Steph what are we yeah. doing this week you know um, and it would be trial and something new so it's oh it's goodness. been it's been really good fun and that's been exactly what's kind of the rest of the mentors will be yeah. doing as well and um, so for them very much it's about the teaching practice that they're doing and mm-hmm. sharing that with other people so i think I've, i feel very lucky in the college that yeah. we we have had a bit of a culture of sharing and mm-hmm. working together quite closely so when covid hit last year um people knew who to come to because they knew yeah. oh the learning academy I'll go to my mentors and we were like in so India there was, there was in
2: a point of contact where someone was worried with regards to well how am I going to adapt resources? They they you you kind of it sounds like the further education it had it had a foundation set in place you could grow and move and
1: work from which sounds fantastic. Yeah absolutely how's
2: the past year impacted digital learning then?
1: I, I remember saying on Twitter last year when this all came out, and the first couple of months um I saw a lot of educational technologists or learning technologists, mm-hmm. whatever the term would be, um the folks who are helping other people with digital learning, and they said, It's our time, now yes. is our time, you know, where yes. we were getting asked the questions and we were so needed because we had the experience to be able to tell other people. Yes. And I think that has been a huge learning curve for a lot of individuals um who maybe would never have explored digital learning either as a student or as a teacher it just wasn't on the radar for them because they had their their way of teaching that worked and was really good quality so you know, why would they explore this? And all of a sudden, you're thrown completely out of your comfort zone and you're into an experience where you got to go online. There's no other option. And we've all had this huge learning curve. I was was talking to a friend the other day. He was saying about his mother, who is in her early 80s, and about how she was teaching him how to use Zoom properly because he was making a mistake. And he was like, how tables have turned? You know, my older mother is now teaching me technology um because we've all had to adapt so quickly yeah i think
2: um, i think that's the way i think we call it in the, in the design technology engineering it's like this we're going through this fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. and so as humans you know we need to make a fundamental shift from linear to lifelong learning so that's where people need to really unlearn i think what they think they've learned and relearn something to obviously move forward and i think everyone you know industry have been talking about this for so long uh, and now it's
1: really, I think,
2: going to wake up government and and education sectors right across all areas. Yeah, it's that
1: investment, isn't it? Exactly.
2: I yeah. mean, it sounds it sounds like your establishment, you know, really make the time to, you know, they give the staff the time to invest in themselves, and and because obviously we know that these things take time to mm-hmm. implement, and everyone works at a different pace, and mm-hmm. and I think the current, you know, COVID pandemic has highlighted there's still so much of a. A divide in the society I mean how do you think that we tackle this
1: oh my goodness you know that's a question I think that's been going around and it's such a complex one as with Mm. any question that looks at a human being you know we are very complex animals and when you put a lot of us together we become even more complex and something like the digital divide is is such a multi-layered yeah problem and it is a it is a huge problem Um, and I know that we've experienced that as well, where we have students who just do not have access to the same things as other people and yeah. as much as technology and everything else creates this huge portal that you can walk through of wonder and um, these amazing opportunities, I think we all have to be so aware that that's not the case for everybody and that we have to become more aware, and see the issue and work together to try and come up with solutions for it. I think there are, there's so many elements tied in with that. Yeah. We, again, I think maybe as if I'm talking, I've got friends who teach in primary education and in secondary education, and I was saying to them about, we were able to provide devices for our students. Yeah so we've we've been able to give out a few hundred devices to students so yeah we've, done the, we've done the same we've done the same at our school as well yeah yeah and it's just what you have we have to provide that and again i think there's there's a question to be asked there in terms of um areas of social deprivation or um how we look at society in general and we look at equity of access what's your, what's, what's your views
2: on what you feel the government might or should perhaps maybe do about it
1: it's very very difficult but i think providing um, providing things like, uh, I think it boils down to very simple things in a lot of ways. It's having um, a device to yep. be able to access something and the Wi Fi broadband to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about money in a pocket. Mm-hmm. I think that's too yeah. simplistic. I don't think that will work long term. But mm-hmm. if you can make sure that students and young people are provided with the digital skills, the yes. devices, and a decent Wi Fi connection, then the world is absolutely their oyster. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you hit the that providing the digital skills, especially from early years onwards. I mean, I'm seeing that now with my own four year old, even though he might be four, he's having reading time at a laptop <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's great. He sat there cross legged and, and just at least that early, you know, year of getting off the iPad or the device and yeah. be present in a Zoom or Google Classroom or Microsoft Teams meeting yeah. is, is a thing. I think it's obviously this has now changed or well, at least create a hybrid version of the way in which we are now going to be working moving forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are your what are your top tips for teachers wanting to be more digitally innovative? What would you say?
1: This, some of the thing, I was thinking about this, and I reckon there's there's some things that I seem to say a lot to people that I'm working with, mm-hmm. um, and one thing would be that the technology that you pick has to work for you, it has to work for your students, mm-hmm. and it has to work for your subject. And if you're missing any one of those three, drop it. Pick something else. Because if it's not working for your students, they're not going to engage with it. Everybody will become very miserable very quickly, and they'll run away. If you don't feel that you can use it well, drop it. Pick something different. And the same for your subject. There's some subject areas with technologies. It's just not going to work. Um. So I think that's definitely key: is to explore what's out there. I also think keep it simple. If you're beginning your journey. In digital learning. I know we have new staff in the college who are brand new into lecturing in a college for start. So they're brand new into teaching. So this is all new. Plus, then they're having to adapt to teaching online. Um, so keeping it simple, start small, start with you know, using the chat feature a little bit more, build that up to using maybe a really simple quiz software, like good or quizzes and Build that up then and, and just start to build your own portfolio of digital tools that you know you're comfortable with, yeah. but keeping it simple, come back to teaching first.
2: What do you what do you use within your establishment? What do they use?
1: Oh my goodness, it's a long list. We yeah. a lot we use Microsoft Teams primarily yeah. for all our live online classes. Yeah, so la- yeah, it's brilliant.
2: Yeah. We use it, we use it with the app called Scholar, actually. So you might be, if you're in further education, you might be familiar with. That, I don't know because obviously they've just released an app specifically for um, Moodle especially at university at education
1: level so if you haven't seen that
2: take a look at it I'm going to get details uh, off you about
1: that later and how
2: are we yeah, no, really good <laughs> we're, 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 we've been pioneering that now for the last four years and we've had that in place I think having that foundation at least our staff could at least you know go and gravitate towards something they were f- familiar with they may not, or may not have been using it as much but now, thankfully, that's been instrumental to teaching and learning, digital teaching and learning with, yeah. with our students. And, and also, the parents have access to a portal which looks exactly like the students. Yes. So we've, we've, we've had that sort of, you know, that's been a big tip for yeah. uh, our staff, anyway, getting online. And then, obviously, not changing too much the way in which they're, they're working, because a lot of them are, really, are merely moving their resources. like you say, little, little steps online.
1: Yes, baby steps. You know, there's, there's a song by a local artist here in Northern Ireland called Arborist, and he mm-hmm. wrote a song saying... And it's called the mountain will come to you mm-hmm. and it's about that idea about you know you just take your steps you know don't worry about climbing that huge mountain it'll come to you yeah. eventually just yeah. just keep walking yeah. it'll get there um and it's that idea i think definitely keeping it simple um yeah. but yeah we use primar- uh, primarily microsoft teams when um yeah. when we closed the campuses we stayed completely open so we cool. didn't see have any drops in attendance or anything it was all yeah. online Ready to go and um, teaching Just plumbing, it. hairdressing, catering, business studies, HND yeah. engineering. Everything went online. Everything, yeah. Everything's yeah. There. Um, Everything's there. So Teams is a huge one. We use we use a lot. Of, we're very Microsoft heavy organization. We use a lot of Microsoft stuff. Yeah, um, Likewise. um Likewise. other other operating systems are available. Um, Class Notebook a lot. And um, we use quizzes Kahoot. Yeah. We use um, yeah. Nearpod. Quite a lot. I'm trying to think those would be the main ones probably that we would focus on. And then we have the subject specific software that we would use as well, like for the creative studies yeah. be and in and things like that. So it's similar. So it's very similar.
2: So it's good to know that we're on a, yeah. a good path as to what's going on with education and higher education. I mean, everyone's, I think, now realised that their current skills are, I suppose, you know, outdated in terms of the education model that's I think going on and moving with this new revolution now. I think is only going to make everyone better. Um, I and totally like, like you say it's going to change their I think it's going to hopefully improve their digital lifestyle mm-hmm. and realize that, that there's only going to be a more positive era moving forward mm-hmm. yeah did you have yes. a favorite teacher at school that inspired you
1: <laughs> I had I went to a grammar school here in in Belfast called yeah. Methody and um, I had some amazing teachers at Methody that were really inspired uh, and yeah. inspiring to me. So I had a teacher called Mrs Dinsmore in my third year and she taught me English and yeah. she was so vivacious and so such good humour. Was it, Mrs. Perhaps,
2: Din- Mrs. Din- was it Dinsmore? D- Mrs Dinsmore?
1: Yeah. Mrs Dinsmore, yes. I
2: hope you're listening Mrs Dinsmore.
1: I know, I would love it. <laughs> um, she was so inspiring, she was so firm, you knew exactly where yeah. you stood but she was very funny and very quick to um, engage us in a way I think it was probably the first time I had a teacher that really talked to me like a young adult yeah. and I don't know whether it was an age group thing or you know because I was what 13 14 mm-hmm. um, and but that really shaped me so I went on to study English literature mm-hmm. um, and then whenever I was in the college I, I was mentored by one of our lecturing staff Heather Guy who's an incredible so big shout out to Heather she's an incredible sociology lecturer here in the college and she mentored me and that was my first time really working with digital tools. And I saw yeah. how amazing, like how you could just transform oh, yeah. your teaching to even a very simple thing. I remember her short, we have portable interactive whiteboards mm-hmm. called Ustream. Yes. And obviously on campus, we were, we're not using them now, yeah. but we would yeah. use them on campus. And I was like, this like, is amazing. It makes,
2: it makes such a difference just being able to interact and engage. With them, get them engaging with some, you know, something new that they're not normally used to, and it changes the whole dynamic of what you do.
1: Completely changes it, and so I was teaching English literature, which is normally incorrectly, I might add, seen as a bit dry or a bit theory, and all of a sudden, I was able to. Complete transform that, make it really interactive, make it really fun and engaging. So Heather really switched me on to mentoring and on onto using digital tools. So I guess I have her to thank in a huge way. Um, and it, it was actually quite because I was I was mentoring her this year. So like nine years later, the cycle moves yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So so I was helping her with some tools that she wasn't as familiar with. So yeah, definitely very very inspiring. Yeah. And um, I have to say, you know, the team. I coordinate the pedagogy mentors now, and um, that team, of guys, I can't shout them out enough. They are incredible. They're the most passionate people. Yeah. They are so invested, and they are constantly getting messages and emails of people asking for help, and staff members shouting them out as well and saying, no, I wouldn't be able to do this without and naming members of the team. Yeah. So I hope you guys are listening, because I just think you're the best thing in the whole world
2: we're definitely going to have to keep in touch definitely yes you know, please and, do uh, swap, swap swap notes and find out you know it's good and build a network as well
1: yeah absolutely i'll
2: get a team's group going and then me and you will kick it off and start it off and we'll try and invite everybody in oh
1: that'd be awesome yeah, we'll, do that. we'll do that
2: we'll do that and then we'll start we'll, we'll, we'll build something up which would be fantastic i think that'll be well, good, it's maybe. been great talking to you stephanie and um you know i, I, I look forward to meeting you as well and having a drink and, and catching up and uh, where where we're leaving off from now. Fantastic. Thank you. No worries. Take care.
1: Take
0: care. As a digital learning company, Pearson are particularly passionate about digital innovation. They believe that technology and innovation have the power to enhance education. Done well, digital learning has the potential to amplify the teaching and learning experience, And empower all of those involved in education teachers learners families and communities Pearson are working with educators young people and experts to drive new innovations inspire digital confidence unlock new opportunities and make a tangible impact in schools you can learn more about the work they're doing in this area at pearson.com digital learning thanks so much to stephanie and steve for taking the time to chat for us I'm sure their conversation will be useful for those navigating this new reliance on digital teaching. If you want to follow Steph and Steve on Twitter, you can find Steve at, at Steve underscore FC tuning and Stephanie with the handle at Steph EDU 123. As I mentioned at the start, this podcast is created by the Teaching Awards Trust, the charity responsible for the Thank a Teacher campaign and Pearson National Teaching Awards. These awards are televised by the BBC each year, so you may have seen us in the past on BBC Two's Britain's Classroom Heroes or more recently in a week-long celebration of teaching on BBC One's The One Show. Entries are open till mid-March for the 2021 awards, so if you're a teacher who wants to nominate your school, college or colleague, visit teachingawards.com and get your entry in soon. However, do bear in mind all entries need to be signed off by a senior school leader. The Thank a Teacher campaign is open to those in the UK who have a school, team, teacher or support staff they would like to thank. So anyone, whether you're a pupil, parent or fellow staff member, can send a free thank you e card to someone working in a school. If you'd like to send one of your own, just visit thankateacher.co.uk or email us at infoteachingawards.com if you'd also like your thank you to be shared on a future podcast episode. We all know how much a thank you can mean, especially at the moment, so please do get involved thank you can also act as a springboard for a teaching awards entry so all the more reason to send one that's all from today's episode of the education conversation but make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media for pearson national teaching awards on twitter and instagram it's at teaching awards and for thank a teacher it's at uk thank a teacher on twitter and at thank a teacher uk on instagram A full list of all our social media handles for LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram can be found in the show notes. So do follow us to stay up to date with our work. In our next episode, we're going to be talking to two Pearson National Teaching Awards judges about what makes a standout school or teacher. So be sure to join us next time. And until then, stay safe. Since recording this episode, we've welcomed Nord Anglia as sponsors of the award for Digital Innovator of the Year. If you know a digital guru you'd like to nominate, visit teachingawards.com categories and select the award for Digital Innovator of the Year.